Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying coworker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. Fanatic.com brought to you by Dr. Lance Forbes. Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. Henry's Painting. Players Sports Bar and Grill, downtown Iowa City. The Oxyoke Inn in the Amanas. Premier Automotive, North Liberty. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Supos Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROSE. GT Car and his great crew at Supos Siding and Remodeling. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. Falvo Brothers Pizza. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement, and Patrick Eads and his staff on Mormon Trek at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln. Here is Tom Souter along with Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com. And the and we're in the capable hands of Captain Steve. Sure, sure, capable. Ain't mm-hmm. no other brother Br- Bridges. Yeah, better boogie mix. <laughs> it depends. Hi, Pat. Good morning. Did I hear you say it's my depends? Yes, it's my depends. All right. It's been a while. Yeah, I haven't, haven't been here since Wednesday. Oh, you had a, we had the radiothon. And That's why I wasn't here. Yeah. yeah. I was aware of that. Yeah. It's not like I just quit showing up. <laughs> so, where's Pat? <laughs> That's, didn't Suckamel do that? Yeah, he just quit, mm-hmm. just quit showing up. He didn't want to <laughs> make that arduous trek from Solon. Or from the press citizen office. Too. Yeah, yes. yeah, or the press citizen <laughs> office. And you got a good kick out of that. <laughs> I still do. Yep. Well, so, let's see, I saw you... Uh, well, before we had news, you saw Adam Mazur was taken yes. in the second round... By the Padres, highest pick since Tim Costo in 1990. And that's, that's I mean, some serious ra- scratch, Some isn't serious, it? yeah, so goodbye to Adam, but that's no surprise. I mean, he's a third-year sophomore. I mean, he started his career at South Dakota State. So we can talk about that with Rick, talk about, like I said, I'm fascinated to hear what Rick has to say about how USC and UCLA are going to impact baseball because, to me, it's one of the sports. It'll, it'll be profound. I think it'll be more than any of the sports, maybe you could argue. 
I mean, of course the focus is on football and basketball, but it'll be interesting because all the football teams prepare under the same circumstances, hot summer weather. Yeah. Baseball's going to be – I mean, imagine in January when USC and UCLA start preparing for the season. Yeah. Compared, yeah. And, and then Iowa's over the, in 10-degree weather. and the, it's, it's just an interesting dynamic. And But then imagine how much money USC and UCLA are going to be spent. I mean, it's one thing for football and men's basketball to spend that kind of money to travel, but think about how much like baseball's going to – Well, every other week they're – and I'm going to ask the same question of Rick that that it did of Joey is, at what point does it behoove the university to buy planes to transport yeah. their teams? Good point. And I also want to ask him, I mean, Joey was shocked. Remember, he said he was at the restaurant and he saw it on the ESPN. I think he saw it on the ESPN yeah. ticker. He, had, yeah. he knew nothing about it. So it be interesting to see. So, so yeah, we'll have a little um, July baseball. It's baseball season on the um, – I don't even know what the Cubs did last night. Are we ready for Karen? I'm sure uh, they won. Listen to Hunter. You can hear the they're, – they're sort of a bring on the Yankees tone in that <laughs> voice right there. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a friend who – they lost two on Saturday, didn't they? They played a doubleheader Saturday? I think they did. Yeah. yeah. And I had a friend who was there. He said, well, I saw two losses, but it was fun anyway. He sat through all two of them? Yes, he did. Good Lord. Could you imagine that? Yeah, I could do it. I've done I, it. I couldn't do a doubleheader. I, I could do one, but I think a doubleheader by, especially if the team I'm cheering for is losing, I think midway through I'd probably kill myself. Well, I'm not sure my finances I just, could hold up. I'd hurl myself from the top of Wrigley, honey. Just, <laughs> I dare you to. <laughs> you can catch me if you want. If not, it's over. Hello. Hello. Hey. The Cubs lost two extra inning games on oh, Saturday. Good Lord. God. And then uh, they won yesterday. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the streak. So <laughs> it was a it was it was a good game yesterday because it showed how fast Mor- morale can run. Now he's been a pleasant surprise. If he surprise. wasn't able to run, they wouldn't have won that one probably. He's been one of their few su- pleasant surprises this year. Yeah. Or positive storylines, I should say. And I watched the baseball draft and. A lot of those kids were just still in high school. Yeah. Well, that's usually the yep. case with the draft. Yep. Yep. And then those guys will never play college ball because when you go that high in the draft, it's, I mean. That's too much money. Too well, much yeah, money to if you go down. that high and then you're going to, you, you want to stay there. The one, uh, and a lot of them had fathers who had also played mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah. Yep. See a lot of that too. Yes, you do. So anyway, what is it? Heller's coming on today at nine thirty. Yep, we talk. Yep, we're gonna. We haven't spoken to him since USC and UCLA joined, and I'm just been be interesting. Be interesting to see because I yeah. just think it's gonna have a yeah, huge I mean, impact. Interested, interested to hear what he has to say. Okay, guys, we'll have a good day. All right, Karin. Hey, thanks, Karen. Thank Karen. Baseball <laughs> and softball, both. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean everything changes here uh, with the. Uh, USC, UCLA, it'll be interesting to see um, what sort of timeline Notre Dame is on because I just think there's just too much money for them to stay independent. I would think, but they must be getting something out of being independent that maybe we're not taking into account when we look up just... Obviously, yeah. I think there's money coming from somewhere else besides just the television stuff. I don't know that to be a fact, but... And Notre Dame's got so much money in other areas, they the do. endowment and all that, so alumni and what have you so yeah it's some it's interesting but i'm beginning to think though that it's going to be harder and harder for notre dame 
to turn down what's a changing landscape. I mean, everybody at some point has to change with it. And I'm not sure. If, I don't know if it's going to happen. Barta didn't make it sound like it was going to happen this year. Yeah, yeah. So when he met with the, when he had his press conference, what was that? Last week or two weeks ago? God, I can't even remember. I think it was uh, last week. I think so. Yeah, and he said that obviously he made it sound like right now stuff's kind of in a holding pattern, but this stuff is so fluid it could change like that. I mean, it really could. And but, it does. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, right now there's 16 Big Ten teams, and in two years, I mean, well, 24 USC. There, that's what it is, right? 24. Mm, yeah. Isn't it 24? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's it's just going to be that's fast. around the corner. I just can't get over how much traveling USC and UCLA are going to have to do. I know they travel. I mean, you can say, well, they traveled all the way to Pullman. Well, there's a difference going from LA to Pullman as opposed to LA to Maryland or Rutgers to Ohio. Those are long road trips. And for non-revenue sports to make those road trips, think about that. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, I mean, they're going to be getting in a lot of money, but they're going to be putting a lot of money out too for just in travel just alone. Just in travel alone. Yeah. Is yep. I would imagine there, it would you would think wouldn't common sense tell you that their travel budget's probably going to double? Oh, by easy. how far they're going to have to or or more? I mean, Nebraska is the closest <laughs> opponent to them. Yeah, geo- yeah, geographically. Think about that. Yeah, I mean that's some serious. And granted, the gas prices aren't going to be um, like this forever and inflation. But I mean, right now it is, and so I mean. It's just an interesting dynamic. But I just think the most interesting thing is what an advantage those schools are going to have going into like a baseball season weather-wise. And maybe Rick will explain something to us to where we realize, oh, okay, it's not as big as... So, but don't we get the advantage then when they have to come and play us in uh, November? No. I mean, don't we... You mean we football, have... you mean? Yes. I guess in football, yeah. I mean, now there are games where they go to like a place like Pullman, Washington. It can be... now. If you think about Iowa's recent games in November, when's the last time it was miserably, just miserably cold? Um, There's been a few that that wasn't that, Purdue in 2015. And wasn't there a Michigan game where it was cold? But uh, for the most part, the weather hasn't to where I would think, yeah, it's going to be different going and playing Iowa in late November in maybe 35 degree weather as opposed to playing in 80 degree weather. Yeah. But to me, it won't be like. Bad enough to where I think it'll have a huge impact. I, I still think the biggest impact is like the baseball and softball teams being able to practice under normal conditions going in, whereas I was over there at the, at the ba- football facility. Mm-hmm. Until, I mean, you saw how weather was this year. It was and between the wind and everything. I just think that's going to give those teams a huge advantage coming out of the gate. But those teams are also going to have to come here in late March. I'm sure you, USC, the UCLA, they're gonna they're gonna have an eye opening experience when they do that first um, baseball trip to yep. Indiana in late March. That, that first swing, big swing east. Yeah, I mean in when March, you're yeah. well, or yeah, I just it's gonna be interesting to see. And you you saw the the hay bale the the did you guys go to Solon Beep days? No, no. They had the hay bale toss, and it was won by another Gunnins. I think Gunnins, Jennings Dunker. Jennings Dunker is his name, and he threw it like twelve feet. What's funny is a guy who was a correspondent for. Your prep sports, Doug Miles, used to work at the Gazette. He tweeted it out. He actually watched the video and tweeted it out. And I retweeted his tweet. His tweet now has a million views. And um, the video from it has a million views and like 5,000 likes. It has a million views. And it was a bunch of national media saying, USC and UCLA, welcome to the Big Ten. There was a lot of <laughs> condescending sort of, hey, guys, this is what you, UCLA and USC are getting into. And it just showed a big Iowa guy. I think he's from Illinois, actually. 
Um, but it was it was sort of snarky. But yeah, this guy's. I, last I looked yesterday, his the video he put up on Twitter has a million views. Well, those damn things are heavy. I think they said seventy five pounds. Yeah, that's just a hernia waiting to happen. I right? mean, I can pick them up, but to to throw it twelve. Riley 12 Moss feet? threw one over eleven feet. He was in it. Wow. I was thinking, you know, what a great way to get hurt right before the season. For a, yeah. a D-back to be wow. tugging 75. I'm surprised Kirk let him do it, to be honest with you. I'm not, I don't want to sound like a goody two-shoe or a Frady cat, but or is it scaredy cat? Scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. Scaredy but cat. to me, that's, that's kind of risky. Wouldn't you say yeah. your cornerback's tossing yes. hay bales over a... Yes. But it's a great tradition, and they have fun out there. I haven't been there for a while. I haven't been there for years. I haven't either. A lot, been, yeah. a lot of beef. A lot of beef. A lot of beef. I'm hungry. I like Solon beef days, but I just we had uh, we, guests we, and stuff. So we how could you not like something where you go there and there's just a ton of different food to eat? Beef and beer. Beef and beer and just and just good, good combination. The Hawkeye spirit. Dan was ill this weekend, and we were doing the radiothon. And yeah. So what was wrong with Jan? She's got uh, every uh, symptom that you would think is COVID, but. Doesn't have a doesn't so have she has COVID. A, so she has a cold or the <laughs> yeah, okay. basically, yeah. She's got the sniffles. Does she, the sniffles? Okay. Yeah, she, yeah, so we stayed home all. Yeah, I almost wore a mask into high V. I'm gonna start putting it in my car now because like I said now, I was at High V again yesterday and almost everybody was wearing a mask. Yeah. It's yeah, it's up yeah. and it's and the hospital's filling up. I talked to uh, a nurse friend. So when are we gonna need I'm double boosted and I did mine after you guys, but when are we gonna need our next one? I don't know, but I'll sure get it. I will too, but yeah. they haven't said anything no, about it. They haven't me. said anything. And the cases are climbing. No, and... I'll get it the, the minute it. But there's none even available right now, are there? None. I have my, phys- I have my physical on Thursday. I'll see what they say. Because um, I was actually getting a runny nose this weekend. I'm like, oh, great. And then it went away. Well, the I, it could have been, yeah. been that. I don't have any allergies. Pollen, but it, in a, pollen is way high. And I, mean, I don't. If, I haven't had any allergies, but you never know. My throat was a little scratchy, and my nose was running. So the first thing you think of is COVID, and then I'm like, do I? I'm not. I'm not going to call the. I don't. I don't, don't have, even have if. Well, you're supposed. I got pollen a, gets so high you don't even need to have. But I still have to fill out the form. You know, they sent me the email form yeah. to check in first. I haven't done that yet. And they're going to ask me, have you, and I'm, I'm just, shouldn't I say no? Yeah. Because yeah. if, I, if I say yes, then my, my appointment will be postponed. That'll be the first thing they'll do. Yeah. And so. And so I've got mine tomorrow that was postponed from uh, June. Well, I had to postpone this one originally because I was busy at the time. I was really scheduled. But I'm supposed to go at 3 o'clock on Thursday. But I, right now, I don't have any. I'm No runny nose. No, so I'm assuming that was just a little... But that's the thing. I'm like, oh, I got to check in. And then I looked. It's mostly just a COVID check-in thing. It's still, yeah. that's still the process. I haven't done it yet. But it's not till Thursday. I filled out a four-pager. about Mostly about COVID, right? A lot of it is, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it is COVID. Family history and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, I'm switching doctors again for Duke. the fourth, fourth time since 2016. I'm getting a new doctor. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I was going to the Towncrest thing up there on Muscatine, right off Muscatine, but it shut down and moved out to Coralville. Now I'm going to the other one right up by where you live, right by where... Uh, family she, practice. You know, the one right just... Yeah. The one just south of where Ray works. Yeah. Yeah. I was That's mercy. Practice. It's mercy, yes. yeah. yeah. I'm going there on Thursday. I've been going there for years, so obviously well, it's quite convenient. I might even me. walk. We were at Towncrest, and now we're, now we're going there. Yeah, that area over there, a lot of... St- that just south of Muscatine, they, yeah. a lot of stuff's going away. It's yeah. kind of looking. 
I mean, I wonder what they're, that's a nice big build, but that building and the other one are, are they both vacant? I don't know. I'm not sure what they're going to do with that bill. If they're going to tear it down or, I mean, it's a big building and mm-hmm. now there's nothing in there. Yeah, but yeah, I've been going there for it's 10 next to U.S. Bank where there's nothing. In there's, there. Well, it looks like they're working on that. That was the other building I was referring to. It looks like they may be doing something with that. But that's a lot of real estate to not be doing anything. Yeah, yeah it is. So, um, I was thinking of you this. Uh, I talked about it earlier. The uh, Roger Waters? No. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> God. He's fighting with people that are 40 years younger than him. And, I mean, why? And, and you don't, and, you know. And he's worth $350 million. I mean, yeah. why does he need to be? Do- he's fighting with Drake. <laughs> Did you like my response to you? <laughs> yeah. Did you get it? Yeah. You got it. <laughs> The weekend in Drake, and I responded with the work week in Northern Iowa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honest to God. What are they arguing about? Did they say that they were more important than him? No. My guess is that, do you think Drake even knows who Roger Waters is? No. Well, they might. But I mean, because, you know, he might know who he is, but I mean. God, he probably knows he, who Pink Floyd is, but. Barely. Wouldn't yeah. know Roger Waters. Yeah. Would be you guess. got the, they know. First of all, the music isn't even close. It's it's not even close. Well, what made him say it? What was... He just said it. <laughs> well, there had to have been a trigger, wasn't there? Well, it wasn't on uh, Drake or The Weeknd's part. The Weeknd. I just can't get over that name. <laughs> the Weeknd. That's... um. um... And how it's spelled, too. Yeah, isn't it? It's not like... Just W-E-E-K-N-D. The... Okay. Okay. Yeah, Drake is worth $200 million. He's Roger Waters is still worth more than Drake. Think about yes. that. Let's see. I find that a little. Don't you find that a little surprised? I thought Drake would be worth more than that. To be honest with you. Well, God, college. I mean, he's doing okay. Well, yeah, two hundred million is nothing to sneeze yeah, at. Yeah, the weekend is worth three hundred million. Why is the weekend worth more than Drake? I'd never heard he's of him. Sold just so many. So yeah, many yes. but I've never heard. I had heard of Drake because all the Iowa athletes. Oh, we play the weekend. I've never. Yeah, you, I played that one. I didn't like. Yeah, he's got a bunch of them, and they just... The one you played, it, it's really popular. It just didn't work. But, yeah, Roger just needs to just shut up and play. God, I sound like, um, I sound like Fox. Just shut up and play. But in this case, I think it's... Stay in your lane. In this case, I think it's warranted, you know? He's not, he's not accomplishing anything, and he just... He also collaborates uh, the weekend with Drake. You know, but does he do it on weekdays too? <laughs> yes, yes. But I, but yeah, as far as I could find, and I searched articles, going, why is this guy even arguing? With you know, it, it makes no. Imagine Drake in the weekend. They, they, who's this Roger Waters guy? And then they put on like Dark Side of the Moon. Well, they could beat the hell out of him too, especially together. Well, I'm sure they probably could have. When I mean. I don't think Roger Waters was ever known for his, or maybe he was, who knows. Like for his physical prowess? I, mean, <laughs> I would think not. I mean, I don't. I'd like to see that. Those posters of those guys when they were in the 70s, they, they just looked kind of. Lizzo could beat the hell out of them. Who? Oh, yeah. Lizzo. Who's Lizzo? Lizzo. She's a rather large, uh, very successful singer. Never heard of her either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've learned of, I've heard of Lizzo in the weekend now here in the last couple of weeks. Well, what Stick I with was, us, baby. What I was going to bring up is this morning I let Lily out. Yeah. And she won't come back in and she's barking. And I go, go outside finally because I got to get to work. And she is laying on the ground, nose to nose. Almost nose to nose with a possum, 
and barking at the possum, and the possum is like making a hissing sound. That's what the one was That's doing. That's what they do. And and that and it just both of them just like in a standoff. And I said, Why didn't Lily attack? Because she knows she maybe she was just playing. Yeah, she doesn't attack. Wuss. Well, she didn't want it in our yard. She's no Lakota. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking of that. <laughs> but I said, leave it and come on in. And she and she did. Did the possum eventually leave? I would. I didn't go or back the out to possum. Follow Lily yeah. in and probably said another standoff. <laughs> you hear the possum calling Lily a coward. <laughs> Pussy. Wuss. <laughs> That's probably the best way. I'm not saying the way Lakota handled it was the best. I've never said that. It's just the way he handled things. It was final. It was definitely. I showed him a picture of it. That's the only one I have. I don't want you guys to think that I'm like some creepy guy who keeps all these dead. There's one photo of my, one of my mini photos of Lakota is one where he's standing over a recent kill. Ew. And I showed it to Captain the other day. And it, you, seemed, you seemed a little startled by it. Ew. <laughs> there. He's standing over his I kill. Get on my diet coke. He was just standing over his kill. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought, I wonder, I did think. I wonder if Hardy keeps all of Lakota's kills. I do not keep all of Lakota's kills. Cause, <laughs> and I, like most of them, no, it got to a point. There were times where it was annoying. I'm like, God, another one? Because I'd have to take it down to the creek, and the neighbors would stare, and it would be embarrassing. you know. But you can't leave carcasses laying in your backyard. You can't put them in the trash. Luckily, I had a creek that I could What put are you it. supposed to do with them? I don't know what you're supposed to do in a situation like that. Because technically what I was doing, dumping it down in a creek, luckily my neighbor has, was light, nice enough to let me go in. That's probably not the right thing. I would it? think not. But uh-huh. what do you do when your dog kills a big possum? Bury it. Well, then, you're not supposed to do that either. Do you realize how many you much burying? My, you're not supposed to do that, huh? My yard would be would have been a burial ground. <laughs> Little tombstone. Little markers. There were, there were, I'm, I'm not. I'm not over. I'm not exaggerating. In the eight years, nine years I had him over at that house, he probably killed fifteen to twenty. A little teeny God, crematorium. He, was, he was like he was like Gacy, wasn't he? <laughs> Hello. Hey, now back to the possum story with Lily. <laughs> Did the possum like hand you her baby and say, "Oh, please take my baby" while I no. kick Lily's ass? No, not at all. <laughs> no, the possum said he had sex with your wife. Oh, yeah. Wow, we kind of went off a little path there. That's harsh. I'm not... Are you aware? Do you know who that guy is? No. Okay. I don't even know if he's married. Okay. That was kind of... Can he satisfy his spouse? (laughs) That was an abrupt turn. Yeah. But that's good, though. Those are my kills. So where... Those are phone kills. So where do you think... Do you think this possum lives nearby? Huh? I don't know where the possum lives i would imagine he came I don't down from they, cedar rapids I, I don't think they've traveled very far no i don't they no. don't move real fast either do they or can they if they have to i don't think so i don't think i've ever seen one move real fast it was just like me but it was you you i would think that the possum would have played possum you he know? didn't though hey, did it, you see there was didn't. a before we have rick on there was this funny video up on tiktok and i think somehow it made it on twitter that's the only way i'd see it this lady, she does these gifts or whatever, these little skits out on her farm where she she kept trying to do this production. And she, you know those one of those birds, like an umu? What, do you, what are the emu or what? Emu, yeah. She's got some. This thing would not let her do this thing. And every time she would do it, this bird would come in and stand right in front of her and go up and start pecking at the camera. And it was hilarious. She'd move to a different part. 
And then sure enough, she'd almost be done. And then all of a sudden you'd see the shadow and this big thing would come in. <laughs> then they showed another scene with her where this emu thing is resting its neck and head on her. Sh- and she's petting it. And the thing falls asleep in her arms. It's her pet. Well, I've never, because aren't those, those wow. things can be pretty aggressive. Can't yes. They? Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, that beak looks like it could hurt. And then there no, was another. They have, they have hurt people. Another neat video that somehow I stumbled upon. Um, they show this black bear climbing into this kennel where there's two pigs pretty big pigs and the black bear gets in there and right away gets ready to go and start attack and this pig as the bear lunges up this pig rams him in the stomach pushes him all up against the fence then they shake free then another pig comes out and chases him. and that bear couldn't get out of there they and this was a pretty big bear it didn't stand a chance pigs pigs are uh very intelligent and and they they can can fight and they have teeth yeah Yeah. and these were big strong it was just funny why this bear's like i don't have time for this well look at the people that take in like chimpanzees and oh you know and raise them like they're babies and that's then they, not real smart. then they rip no. people's faces off because they're chimpanzees yeah it's, <laughs> yeah it's not and they're very strong yeah and they're not babies they're not meant to be pets i don't think no i no, do I, not. I do remember that one cave where that lady's face yet she had had yeah. the one for a while yeah it's yeah it's well the same people that want pet alligators and then they end up fl- remember that epidemic back in the 80s when yes. they flush them down the toilet uh-huh and could get you, in the sewers could you imagine doing that i mean i no. i could not first of all i would never have a pet alligator and no. but i would never i'd figure out a way to get rid of it before i flush it down the for number one i wouldn't want my toilet to get clogged that could be a major but it's yeah, just kind of mean i could see that'd be but a was big it, that problem. wasn't like the 80s that was an epidemic uh-huh. yeah i mean i remember that okay. yeah he's calling rick and um i watched um luca play in the championship I mean, he started, didn't play much in the first half, but then he was playing and starting to get into a little rhythm in the second half, and typical Luca, Luca took a great charge, but the guy, and it was inadvertent, slapped him in the face coming down, and it, his lip got all bloody, and he had to go out and get treated, and they never put him back in. Um, and his, this team did win. He, I think he scored six points. Uh-huh. And, um, but, yeah, I watched most of it. it was, but I kept waiting for him to play. They just didn't, he just didn't get a lot of action, so I'm not sure – how he's sitting as far as making Portland's roster. I think it might be an uphill climb, but in the two or three minutes in that third quarter, I mean, he made a short shot in the lane, made his free throws, got a couple of rebounds. He was just getting into a flow, and then he got hurt. Probably just g- going to depend on what their roster needs are. Well, what are. they need yeah. and what they have. I mean, he's got some, like, Samaki Walker's son, Jabari Walker, is pretty good, and uh, he's gonna. He's obviously gonna make the roster. Remember Smocky Walker? He almost yes. came to Iowa. He picked Ohio State over Iowa, and maybe I remember I actually did a couple of recruiting stories on him way back in the mid '90s. He was from he was from Ohio, so it really wasn't a surprise. But he was a big six foot nine four, and he won an NBA title with the Lakers. So that was. Um, um, I watched that, and yeah, I'm just not sure where Luca stands. As my guess is, I mean, I'm. I mean, Luca could leave right now and go to Europe and make a ton of money. Yes. I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure they'd love to have him over there for who he is. His style of play would fit over there, too, because he can shoot. And I don't think he has to be as good on defense over there as he does, obviously, here. So we will um, – it'll be interesting to see what happens. Sure be nice to see him stick with somebody for just even a few years yes. here in the NBA so he could get some good NBA Yeah, yeah and I cash. just – it'd be nice to see him rewarded for all his hard work. It I sure mean, would. And then you've got – um. Tyler Cook didn't even play in this. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what his situation is. You know, Wieskamp had, had an ankle injury. Yes. So he wasn't able to play, but I'm not sure what's going on with Tyler. 
Uh, uh-uh. I haven't I haven't heard or seen anything recently. And he was not in the summer league, so. And I don't know, after a while, do you not play in the summer league if you've been in the league? I mean, Tyler's been gone from Iowa for, what, three years now? Or is it – well, it was 2019 was his last yeah, year. So, yeah, this will be his third year gone. So, um, he's signed contracts. He just hasn't been able to sign that guaranteed stick-in-the-league contract. That's, I mean, that's the big challenge for Luca, Joe, and Tyler, all three. Keegan obviously has it. So he's this would be his this upcoming would be his third year would be his fourth year oh fourth year because twenty nineteen yeah nineteen twenty 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 one twenty one twenty two yeah you're right this will be yeah. his fourth this will be and his then fourth doesn't year. that wow. get him into his uh, pension well you got to be uh, you have to have a guaranteed contract I oh mean, you do I'm pretty sure I I'm I'm not sure exactly the rules on that don't so don't quote me but I yeah I mean I, I, I know in the NFL if you play three and a half or four years I think you're fully vested is he not answering. Huh. Well, they pro- Iowa baseball and him promoted it. So I'll keep trying. Uh, yeah. All right. He'll Well, it's only 9:28 too. Yeah. He may be in a meeting till 9:30. Yeah. So yeah, and he's got a he's you called his cell, right? Yes. Yeah, so he's seen the numbers. Yeah. So So I wasn't online much this weekend, but I did see you had your 10 linebackers. I got that and god, I'm trying to do defensive backs and it's just It's going to be hard. I it's just almost impossible. And I know I'm going to piss I mean, it's just yeah, I mean, how, I, how far back do you go? I'm ever, forever, if yeah. I can. I mean, and I thought I kind of had appeased the Niall Kinnick legend by making him number one at running back. He had 18 interceptions. Yeah. Oh, no, he was. Uh, he may have been a better. De- he didn't win the Heisman because of what he did on defense. That helped. He won the Heisman because of what he did on offense. But what he did on defense may have been more impressive. He had 18 interceptions at a time when the ball was barely thrown. Think about that. Well, and he was he was in on every play of the game because he was a kicker also. Yeah, that, and a lot of players did that back then, but nobody. I mean, I know there was lots of players that played from start, but no few impacted the game. We did. So, yeah, I admitted it last night. I said trying to choose between Bob Sanders and, and now Kinnick for number one is like trying to choose between the Rockford Files and the Andy Griffith Show. I mean, it's impossible. <laughs> I'm going to have to choose, but I, I mean, and if I do end up picking Sanders, I number one, I can counter by saying, well, I made Kinnick number one running back. And I guess I, now I almost think about it. I wished I would. But no, he still deserved number one running back, I, I believe. I mean, but yeah, this is tough. But then getting the fir- I mean, the easy thing to do is you get the guys like Desmond King, Josh, the guys who were consensus All-Americans, they go as high as you can go. I mean, yes, that's and right. then, But then you've got guys like Tyler Sash, two-time first-team All-Big Ten, Earl Dowd at first-team All-Big Ten, Craig Clemens. Craig Clemens wasn't as celebrated, but he may have been the second best D back ever at Iowa behind Bob Sanders. Oh, he was terrific. I mean, he was he was kind of Bob Sanders before Bob Sanders. He, he, he really was. He hit really real hard. hard. I remember him for the Bears barely. I don't remember yeah. at Iowa. I was yeah. too young, but I sort of do remember him from the Bears. But then, I mean, like Desmond King, and then some guy sent me a list, and it was a good list, but he left off Amani Hooker and Micah Hyde, and they were both Big Ten defensive backs of the year. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to try to get it done. I'm down to 14 right now, sort of. I keep hedging back and forth. but I, eventually... have, I haven't even thought about that. I can't even imagine well, how hard that would be. Imlin Tunnell led Iowa in receiving. Doesn't have much. To, but he, I know I've read where he was a great safety at Iowa, and Imlin Tunnell is arguably one of the greatest NFL defensive backs. But I can't use that. No. But he was a great D-back at Iowa, too. Yes, he he was. was a receiver. And Paul Krause. Paul Krause has got to be on there. He's got to be on there. But what about Inland Tunnell? I know. Even though he didn't make all Big Ten. Earl Dowdett was great, and he played in the pros. Earl Dowdett right. was all Big Ten. I've got the coach. You got Rick on? Got Rick. How you doing, Rick? Good morning. Hey guys. How's it going? 
Going pretty good. A lot has happened since we last talked. <laughs> since we last talked a few yeah. few weeks ago, and um, lot, I appreciate a lot, a lot happening this week too. So, what, what, so what's start. going on? What's all going on this week? Well, um, the recruiting's still going full bore. Okay. The draft round, round uh, the the last two days of the draft are today and tomorrow, so we'll finally know um, where we're sitting, uh, at least from that standpoint. And then you still have free, still have free agent signs after that. And then uh, we're hosting the uh, 3A, 4A state tournament that's at right. Banks. So. Iowa City High, I yeah. believe. Lots of, lots and, going on. Yeah. and yeah. Liberty. I think that's cool. Obviously, it's convenient for us here in Iowa City, too. But it's just, I, I, that's neat that you guys hosted that. Did they? Can you ask, did they approach you, or how did that come to be? Well, um, it had been at Principal Park for a long time. Yes. And then um, with COVID, uh, some stuff got messed up with schedules in uh, the state. Uh, reached out, um, you know, last last year um, to to see if we would, and and I was like, yeah, I mean, I I was all in, and then we had, you know, we had to jump through some hoops and get some things cleared um, administratively because it, it it affects you know a lot of people that have to help out and work the tournament that, sure. that normally would not have had to, you know, that time of summer. Um, and so we got that worked out and then, you know, uh, you always have parking to work out over here, um, during the day. So that's kind of why we only have the three, a four, a, not the one, a two, a, just with so many games and the parking situation, if we were playing all day, every day for, you know, seven, eight days, it, it could be rough, but, but, you know, hopefully, um, you know, which we can talk more about this too, but, uh, looks like we're going to, um, get the stadium, uh, project break ground hopefully June uh, next 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 June and uh, June 23 and um, maybe we after that's done we can get all four classes but the very worst having having two classes over here is great oh, so Rick uh, next year what are some of the uh, the improvements that are going to happen to the field well we're going to tear down the the bowl uh, you know the press box mm-hmm. the, the stands the the old the old uh, <laughs> the old part of the stadium and, and we've done it in phases. And so we're sitting at phase three right now. Uh, one and two are done. You know, we've got the turf and the, we've cleaned the playing field up and the, and the scoreboard and the padded wall and the batter's eye and all the stuff around the edges mm-hmm. is, you know, it's, a, it's all nice, as nice as, um, as anybody. Um, but now, uh, it's, it's well past time to get the, the stadium tore down and have modern restrooms and amenities, um, concessions um and then a really state-of-the-art press box that can handle any situation and any amount of of people that want to be in there and um you know hopefully shooting for 2500 to 3000 share backs and just really make it a uh, something that we can be proud of for the next 30 years or so oh yeah and as somebody in the Fantastic. media a yeah. bigger press box will make a huge difference and it's just time for the stuff around the field to match how nice the field is now I, yeah from a playing surface and everything rick yep. you've got about as nice a field as you can have at this level yeah I mean, and that's what we did we raised the money in phase one and two to take care of the players and give us a chance to play more home games with the turf and and we've cleaned it up as best we could and then you know a lot of things happened that i couldn't control that kind of stalled this project out but sure. um, we've had a great we, we've had a great year year and a half um, and, and in the fundraising, a lot of people have really stepped up and been very generous and, uh, yeah, we're going to get it done. I mean, we still have some work to do and, and, um, really pounding the, the pavement with our foundation guys trying to, to finish off the, 
the money side of it and um, be ready to roll. Um, it's past the Board of Regents phase one, and uh, we got to pass another one. I believe it's in November, which it looks everything's looking good, and um, you know, just super excited about it. That's great news to hear, and I guess I'm, this is also good news for Adam Mazur. I'm, I guess for you, it's a little mixed emotion. I mean, you love. I mean, are you surprised he went this high? Because this is what we started hearing about midway through the season that he was gonna that he was projecting this high, the highest pick at Iowa since 1990. Congratulations, Rick. Yeah, thanks. And no, with with Adam and and uh, and Peyton Williams. I mean, we, you know, those those are the ones that that are 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 happy because you can plan. I mean, we can yeah. we can plan well ahead that they're going to go in the draft and they're going to sign. Uh, the, the the ones that get you are the ones that you don't really know, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so you're sitting here, you can't you can't give the scholarship money away to replace them because you don't know for sure if they're going to sign, and those are the ones that that really put uh, a college baseball coach in a, in a bind, and mm-hmm. you know, unless you're one of the schools that just over recruits and deals with it at the end, which we're not, so um, it puts us in a in a pretty tough predicament, and and the uh, the commissioner uh, MLB commissioner. Didn't didn't do us any favors moving the draft back this late because you think about it, um, we're going to find out Tuesday uh, at least from a draft standpoint who we have, and then uh, you know you get a guy like Duncan David who who could if he doesn't go in the draft he could potentially sign a free agent deal and and that could take a couple weeks and 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 Duncan's coming back uh, to pitch for us if he, if he doesn't get a chance to sign and, and we're into August and it's tough to get a kid into school, mm-hmm. even if there was one out there to, to fill the hole, uh, it just puts, puts you in a really tough situation. A lot of uncontrollables in, in our world that, um, make it tough. Yeah. Why did they push it back? I mean, what ideally, what do you think would be the right time to have the draft? Well, ideally as soon as possible, I, I like the old draft in early, in early June That's and then, uh, you know, you knew you knew where you stood, and you knew what you know. You had all summer to try to go out and find somebody sure. um, mm-hmm. to to help you. Um, it, you know what what Manfred wanted to do was have a big to do like uh, the NFL draft and the NBA draft, and do it at the All Star game, and 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 try to make it a bigger deal, um, which is understandable. I don't have a problem with that. But you know, when you're dealing with your number one producer of talent is for your college baseball. And, and you put all of us in a situation that you're putting us in, uh, isn't really uh, a good thing either. And the scouts hate it too. I mean, they gotta, they gotta do way more, uh, than, than they, than they need to the entire summer trying to figure stuff out. And it really slows them down on the next year's next year's group. And I know they're not in favor of it either. And, um, you know, there was a lot of talk that they were going to do the draft right before the College World Series, which would still be better than what we're doing. It's still a little late for me, but uh, it, it would be a good compromise if, if, if they did it before the College World Series. But then you, you also got the other side of the coin there that if, um, if, if you're one of those teams that's playing, you know, and you got you guys are getting drafted while you're playing, and, and, and that's a bad situation too. So, yeah. Anyway, I don't know that there's a perfect answer, but earlier is better for the for the majority of the country in trying to figure out your roster. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a tough situation to be in. And, you know, we've talked a lot about move. I wish they'd move the season back, but I guess now we got to bring up the the big thing that's happened since we last talked is 
We had Joey Woody on last week, Rick, and he said that he knew nothing about USC UCLA. He said he was actually out at a restaurant and he saw it on the ESPN ticker. What do you remember when you first heard about this and how surprised were you? And well, and how's this going to yeah. change things? Well, I was um, I was down in Kansas City at a, at a big tournament, uh, one of those you know multi field facilities and mm-hmm. uh, big recruiting event. When I heard it, and um, I I knew nothing, uh, zero, yeah. not. One word had been spoken about it, and obviously was was pretty uh, was pretty shocked when I saw it. Uh, but you know, I, I I've read a lot on Twitter and places. Um, <clears throat> the guys are that um, are kind of SEC bias type guys are really saying, you know, saying, "Oh God, it's the worst thing ever. Terrible for these guys." And it's just they didn't mention anything positive. And I guess um, optimistically, when I saw it, I thought this is the best potentially the best thing that's ever happened to Big Ten baseball. I mean, you, you add UCLA, you add USC, uh, the number of national championships uh, that those two have historically uh, are extremely high. And then you, you, bring, uh, you bring a coach like John Savage from UCLA mm-hmm. who's got a powerful voice nationwide uh, as we try to move the season back and do some different things. I, I see this as just a – uh, a huge opportunity for us to to take baseball to another level in our league, and and and, and you know whether I'm right or wrong, I don't think I don't think we're done. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the next couple of years, I mean, it doesn't sound like anything is going to happen soon unless unless Notre Dame would jump. But um, I do I do think that there are going to be more changes, and you know we're building a new stadium starting next year, um, and and adding USC and UCLA, I guess. Uh, a casual observer would say, you know, they wouldn't be doing that if baseball is not going to be uh, an important part of the exactly. future of mm-hmm. what the Big Ten is going to do. I mean, it just logically, we wouldn't be doing that, you know, if if um, if we didn't feel like baseball was going to be a big part of this. And I see this as an opportunity for Commissioner Warren, the ADs in our league, to make a serious push to move the season back, um, and, and and having uh, USC and UCLA in that mix and. Uh, and John's voice from UCLA. I mean, I think it could be just a wonderful thing for for everyone. And and people talk about the travel, and at least in my sport, I mean, I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, that's what we do anyway. We do it the first four weeks, you know, sometimes five. And the travel for us is, uh, you know, it's no different than than any any other thing we do. Now we're in the middle of the country, but um, I'm hoping that in a couple of years we can be in a situation where you can play. Um, you can play divisions a lot like football does. Now mm-hmm. we still have the dilemma of an odd number of teams in baseball, which makes playing divisions a little tougher. But um, you know, I mean, you're not going to you're not going to see that travel every year from Rutgers or Maryland to to USC or UCLA. I mean, it's not going to be an every year, every every week mm-hmm. occurrence. It's going to be random, and it, you know, it's not going to be great that one time you have to do it, but it's certainly doable. Well, Rick and, isn't and. and isn't the travel more of a burden for USC and UCLA? And to me, that just shows how much they want to be in this conference. I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the situation for them, you know, I mean, you guys have read everything that's out there as well as I have. I mean, they, they weren't in a great place financially, uh, either institution, the athletic department with uh, all this going on, getting through COVID. I mean, that hammered everybody. And then um, their network isn't doing nearly as well. And, and to, 
to have an opportunity to 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 get a paycheck of whatever is going to be eighty to a hundred million. They're saying whether that's true, I don't know. But those are you know the things we're all reading, mm-hmm. um, and and we know what, it, what what did we jump when we added records in Maryland from thirty two to fifty eight million yeah. a team? Mm-hmm. I think was is the cut something something, something like that. <laughs> that's amazing. And and you you would think you would think picking up the LA market is going to jump it at least that much. And um, you know it, it it was something. It was something that um, obviously they felt like they had to do, but um, I just can't see any de-emphasis or anything like that um, with with those two coming in. If anything, I, I think it's just going to make us uh, more viable, stronger. Uh, you know, and I heard people talking about facilities. I mean, the, the facilities in the Big Ten are going to match up um, every bit as well as, if not better, than most of the teams in the pack. Uh, and now with us getting. Uh, this upgrade coming next summer, I mean, it, it's going to be an amazing league with those two coming in. So, Coach, do you think there's a possibility? I mean, obviously the travel expenses are going to go up considerably. Do, do you think it ever gets to the point where it may be feasible for the universities to buy airplanes for travel and for you to to share with other teams at the university? You know, I don't, I don't know that that's, doable i think the the i think there's a lot more to it than just buying the airplane you know what i mean i mm-hmm. think that you, you know if, if you dig into it I'm, I'm guessing the insurance is probably more than the airplane for yeah. something like that and you know all the other uh things that go along with it i i really i really don't think it's as big a deal as people make it because you know outside of a few sports most all of us are doing something similar i mean we played at irvine this year we played san diego state i mean we played at vegas we played in arizona uh it's not something that we don't do every year anyway you're just adding mm-hmm. you know one trip to that um in the league and for us it's no different than going to play Rutgers or maryland we're halfway you know so um it's going to be rough on them and that's why i say that um I don't think we're done because if you just think if you added two more West Coast uh, schools yeah. that that fit what the Big Ten was looking for, that would clean up the schedule a lot. I mean, they'd have um, you know several games that were similar to what they would normally play um, during their 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 old conference schedule, and um, and then the ones that where they had to come out. And I'm I'm I don't know. I just think there's a lot of opportunity. We're going to have a meeting. Uh, Big Ten coaches are meeting in August and just go over a lot of things. I would like to see us go to uh, a bigger conference schedule, less non-conference games. And even if we have to play neutral site, uh, so let's just say it's us in Minnesota and we, and we're the first week and it's week four. I mean, we just go to, we have to travel anyway uh, and go play teams in the South. We might as well be playing our own teams in the yeah, South agree, at, yeah. at, a, at a warmer. And so that's what I, I mean, I'm really going to push on that. And, and now that we have, two more teams coming in. I mean, we need to be playing more, uh, more conference games and, and not helping, uh, you know, and not helping the RPI of the South, because let's face it, we can talk about what happened to us this year, the RPI and, and everybody, you know, wants to fix it. But until, until the North doesn't have to go play the South without practicing outside and, and do it for four or five weeks, you're never going to fix it. No, you know, right. any, any, any rating system, even if it's not the RPI, you're still going to have to win games early. And, and the, the system we have now is broken in a sense that we have to travel the first four weeks because yeah. we cannot play at home and we cannot play regional opponents. 
and and so it it gives them an advantage that you can't that you can't beat right now. You know, it's a rig it's a rig system, and it gives USC and UCLA a big leg up because they're going to be practicing from the from the get go. That's one of the first things I thought about yeah. when I heard this, Rick. Was how it's going to give those under the setup now they're going to have while they're practicing outside. You're in the football facility and. Early January, yeah, yeah. January. But 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 think about it this way: if they're in our league, that's a good thing because it, it, the the way it works, it's just it's just pretty simple math. If 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 your league from top to bottom, okay, so that this is why the SEC and those schools and the conferences in the South are able to get so many teams in with their RPI, is that they win from the first team to the last team. The whole league goes into their conference with a 70, 75% winning percentage. And if you do that, the numbers just compound. It's just like compounding interest. You just keep building as you play each other. Mm -hmm. Whereas, whereas think about it this way in the big 10, we have to travel four and five weeks on average. We're between 45 and 55% winning percentage uh, as a group. When we start conference play, now you might get one or two teams that are, are that had a good year like Maryland or, 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 you know, like Maryland this year, and, and they got off to a great start. Their RPI uh, worked out for them individually. But as a group, not anything we can do to get that number closer to 70% mm-hmm. so that when we play each other, we're not killing ourselves and dropping uh, like like happened this year um, is a good thing. Does okay. that make sense? No, that yes, does make does. sense. I hadn't yep. really thought about it that way. Now, Rick, what would you say to the perception, well, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten – that just pushes all the Big Ten teams down two notches. Is that that's not necessarily fair and accurate, is it? But I've heard a lot. That's what a lot of people are just perceiving. They're going to be the two best teams. Well, that's what they said when Nebraska came in. Well, that's too. good point. That's good. <laughs> very good point. <laughs> and, and 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 you know, I mean, we've been. I mean, UCLA has been really good under John's guidance. But that's who Michigan beat to go to the World Series yeah. in nineteen. And um, you know, USC has been scuffling the last. 10 years, um, you know, several coaching hires, ADs. Um, I mean, quite frankly, we've been better than them most years for the last 10 years. Okay. And um, I think we're going to be just fine. Um, I really do because I say this to a lot of people, and this is what, what really stinks about how our season is set up. If you play anybody in our league in April and May, I'm talking the guys in the South, it's going to be a different ball game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's really not that big a difference. There really isn't. Uh, I mean, there isn't a big difference. Both both Maryland and and, and Michigan, um, you know, were a bad call away from going to the Super Regional this year. You know, and and if you stuck eight, nine Big Ten teams in the NCAA tournament every year like the SEC gets, we'd be winning national championships once in a while, too. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't always be the team you think. It'd be the team that gets hot, just like Mississippi. I mean, they they underachieved a good chunk of the season, but because their league RPI is so good, they they get a chance to get in the tournament. They win the national championship. It's kind of like the um, Big Ten you know, men's basketball. I, I contend it's the same in the Big Ten. It's just you got to knock out the first four weeks, and unfortunately, we can't do that. It's kind of like Big Ten men's basketball getting eight or nine teams in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. I, it's exactly. I, I see like what that. you mean. I guess I really hadn't looked at it that way, and it's going to be interesting to see how. So your youth obviously think embrace this embrace the competition embrace the challenge because it's going to make everybody be better and it's going to make everybody stronger in the long run 
That's exactly couldn't couldn't say it any better than that, Pat. That's exactly how I'm taking it, and I think most of us in the league are, are the same way. I mean, a lot of naysayers out there just because they want to run us down, and that's what they try to do. Um, but I haven't heard any of them talk about that side of it, which is what I believe is going to happen. Okay. And I'm not just, I'm not just saying that, uh, you know, and in, in hoping. I mean, it's 100% going to do that. Mm-hmm. And Ahead, so if you if there's an extra forty million dollars coming to each team, uh, <laughs> do, some of that's got to trickle down to the baseball and some of the smaller sports, doesn't it? And maybe well, hope, equal more scholarships. So. Well, I'd hope so. There's just there's so many things going on right now that, that we could talk for hours. I mean, with um, uh, what's going on with the NIL, it's, yeah. in, it's basically it's insanity what's going on and. Um, the transfer portal, and and now there's a there's a committee out there that's talking about deregulating a lot of things, and um, you know one of them is eliminating the scholarship limits. I mean, whatever your roster is, if your school can do it, full full scholarships for all sports, not just football and basketball. Wow. Um, and 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 you know there's there's a lot of changes coming down the road. Uh, you know, a lot, and one of them, and I don't know if it's going to go or not, but they're say, you know, one of the things that deregulation committee saying any amount of coaches you want, each school can decide or each conference can decide what their limit is. So um, to your point, we're sitting here in a sport that's understaffed uh, because of whatever the rules say. Now you only yeah. have two paid uh, assistants and a volunteer. Um, we only have 11.7 scholarships for for 35 guys. Um, you know, only 27 can be on scholarship. Getting rid of a lot of those rules in our sport would be would be tremendous because right now with the NIL, there's so many there's so many schools and conferences that are just buying players and using it for uh, the, you know using the NIL as a recruiting uh, enticement, mm-hmm. which is not what it was intended to be, mm-hmm. but that's going on rampant and uh, doesn't seem like anybody's uh, enforcing the rules. Uh, it's, it's the wild, wild West guys. In the last two months, it's changed uh, so much. And, you know, this will be my 36 years, a head college coach. I, I, I've never seen anything like it right now out there. It's in, it's incredible what's going on. So it, is there anything in place uh, for you guys? NIL wise is, uh, I know there's been, some talk about basketball and football and well, they're having and, a big press conference tomorrow. Oh, they are. Yeah. I, yeah. There's a big press conference yeah. tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow, oh, so you well, I mean, it, here, 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 here's, here's the story. I mean, um, how do I want to say it? I guess, I guess if you're getting your brains beat out by people who are doing it and no one's going to enforce the rules, then you have two choices to make. Either you're going to get your brains beat out or you're going to try to fight and try to do the same thing they're doing. If that's what they're doing. And then, so, um, you know, we're, we are forming a collective that's gone public. You guys have read about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but right now it's our only hope. I mean, I mean, if we, if we can't in the current state of things, and I think all of us believe that at some point there's going to be some rules and regulations that uh, are enforced, but until then, um, what are you going to do? I mean, you're just going to sit here and complain, or are you going to try to fight back in some way? And that's what we're trying to do, I guess. Mm. Well, the the 11.7 scholarship thing seems a little silly it's if ridiculous. if there's 10 players on a team making 25,000 a year in NIL money. I mean, what's the point of the scholarship well, right it, now? Well, 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 what's happening? Think about this, guys. Everybody wants to talk about the ramifications in football and basketball which I get it, but at least they start at a level playing field. They start at whatever, 80 scholarships, yes. 15 mm-hmm. scholarships, and they're mm-hmm. all full rights. Think about it in our sport. 
where it's not a level playing field, where you're, where you're starting out with 11.7. Some guys have 20 or 25 with the supplemental aid that we've yes, been talking about, whatever, get. you know, whatever they can give. And, and, and now you form a collective and at these schools in the SEC and the big 12 and the ACC, they're basically a full ride sport. Every one of those, every one of those schools in the SEC now are offering full rides to their baseball players with, with NIL money in the, in the collective. So it's, it's gone from, it's gone from a, a stacked deck to a, to a rigged system it where really you can't win unless you're doing the same thing. No, it really has. I mean, it, and it's so obvious too. Rick, how worried are you about like programs tampering with players? One college team. Well, is that a big issue? It's a huge issue. And, and, and it's going on, it's going on at a high level right now. This summer, I've never seen anything like it because you think about it. Um, I heard somebody use this analogy the other day, and, it, and it's exactly right. Just think about it this way. If every player in the NFL was a free agent every year, w- what would that be like? <laughs> and, and, and you know, you think about that. And that's what's going on in, in, in baseball. And then you take a sport that isn't offering full rides, and you got a kid that you've maybe got for 40 or 50%, and he has an, and he has an agent that isn't, isn't a, a great guy. So he's like, okay, those guys have done a good job developing you. But um, if they can't get you a full ride, you know, I can broker you a deal with these guys in the South. The agent goes behind the scenes. The kid goes into the transfer portal, and the kid's wow. gone to that school for twenty, thirty thousand dollars above his scholarship. Wow. I mean, that's what's happening. Let's go get paid. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I don't. Yep. No, you're right. I think you got you have to take action. I mean, you got to figure. And it's it's unfortunate too because to me, watching the College World Series. I, I miss having teams from different parts. It just seems like it's always so often the same teams or whatever. I mean, yeah, Mississippi well, was well, different. Th- well, th- think about this, Pat, and, and this – I didn't know if we'd go this direction or not, but with us not getting in, let's, let's backtrack, okay? Um, 2019, um, you know, we were getting four, five, having six and seven teams under consideration. Mm-hmm. Michigan – goes to the national championship series, beats Vanderbilt one game, almost wins the national championship, and they didn't win our league or the tournament. And all of us in the league thought, okay, we've worked so hard to get our league respect. We've worked so hard to compete with these guys against all the odds that we have to deal with. We thought we were in. We thought this is going to solidify us getting three, four, five, six teams in every year. Well, what it did that we didn't, that we didn't realize, and this is a bit – conspiracy theorists but think about this we've got two teams each year since then you know we had the covid year then last year we we played the the big 10 schedule and we only got two this year we had a, we had teams that were play that were really good didn't get in only got two teams in mm-hmm. you know one thing we lost our rep off that committee and it's a rotating committee it's only 10 members so you're going to have to rotate off that hurt us we didn't have anybody fight really fighting for our league uh, but on the other side i think it scared the hell out of the people that didn't want Michigan playing for the Big Ten or a Big Ten team. They didn't want a team like Iowa or, or Indiana. Or, Why, though? Why don't they uh, want that for the sport? To me, it well, would, it would help who, the sport. Who, 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 owns, who owns the SEC network? No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I... Who, who, who owns the ACC network? Yeah. Who, who, has the, who has the World Series? So ESPN has all three. Do you think ESPN was the happiest guys in the world because they had what six teams in the World Series from the SEC? Mm-hmm. And to me, I 
that sort of caused me to lose a little bit of interest in it. I would much rather have seen some teams from the North. I, I, I don't know. It just seems like in all the other sports, you have teams from all over the country, and I think baseball could do it, but baseball's got to make some changes to make it easier for you guys to compete. I mean, it's well, just... Well, the thing but, 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 but the thing is, they're making it harder, Pat, because yeah. I don't think they want us in there. And that's <laughs> I mean, something. they have the ability, and that's, and, that's where, and that's where this meeting and these meetings that we're going to have this year um, you know, our, our, our ADs, our, our commissioner, they need to take a stand and, and they need to fight. And, uh, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get a rep back on the committee in 23. And we just have to take this as, um, a lesson learned and, and, and try to do things that is proactive to fix it and fight. We just got to fight because when something unjust happens, if you just sit back and take it, it's going to continue no, to right. happen. Rick, and, and this is, um, uh, this is the time where we need to go out and we need to fight hard. Um, and get back to where we were because the, the talent level in the league hasn't dropped. There's an argument I don't understand. There's an argument that I've read on Twitter from the people that cover college baseball a lot closer than I do that I don't understand. Maybe you can explain it. They're claiming that Iowa suffered, or not Iowa, but well, I guess you could say Iowa. The Big Ten suffered this year as far as how many teams they got on because they only played a Big Ten schedule last year. How are they even related? I don't get that. They're not related. That's what I'm saying. Those are the those are the SEC hype guys. For whatever reason, they 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 use that as like the worst thing that ever happened. And I and I said, well, we played 44 conference games in a great league. Mm-hmm. We played the toughest schedule in the country. We played a way tougher schedule than those guys. And and how you use that against us? The only thing that was against us was the fact that we didn't play any outside competition, so they couldn't like judge us. And 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 we weren't playing them the first three or four weeks of the season. And I, I don't understand it. And then when we didn't do it this year, it, make, it makes zero sense. I mean, the only thing that changed was we lost the rep off the committee. Because okay. prior mm-hmm. to prior to this, 2019 and back, we when we were getting all the teams in, the, the RPI the RPI is just a, a, a guide. I mean, and, and for whatever reason, these guys are right about it. It's become the end all. It was not the end all back then. The RPI was always similar but they would throw it out the window with a with a Big Ten team if they were in the 60s or the 50s. Um, they would say, well, I mean, if they didn't have to travel the first four weeks, they'd probably been in the 20s or the 30s, and, and they, they use common sense. But once I believe once Michigan came close to winning it, that scared them. And now it's like, okay, we can always keep them out if we want to use the RPI. Wow. But the guys in the past, I think our, our committee member didn't allow that to happen, and he was able to stand up in the room and wow. pound his fist and say, this is wrong, you know. And we don't have that now. Rick, how many SEC teams are willing to play Big Ten teams like in early April in big up north? How many are willing to travel? Do they ever do that hardly ever? Zero because of how the conference schedule works. And, and they're smart. They only play three non-conference weeks. So and then they start SEC play. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think the SEC, the SEC doesn't have a bye. Okay. Um, so they play SEC the rest of the year, but but it's way easier to to get into that 70, 75% winning percentage if you only play three weekends as opposed to four or five. And if and if you're playing them all at home, we've talked about this before, the winning percentage in base college baseball at home is greater than college basketball. Okay. Interesting. Man, man, we could go on. we could go on with this because I'm still trying to figure out the logic. If you want a broader audience, more television viewers and what have you. To me, wasn't just a teams from one conference like at your World Series, wouldn't that hurt that? Doesn't common sense tell you if you've got teams from all over the country, you're going to have more TV viewership, or am I wrong? I mean, 
I mean, well, I mean, I, th- I, I think I think that uh, ESPN probably knows the the demographics way better than I do. But I'm guessing, I'm guessing, you know, that's where the sport is the most popular. And if you have um, all of those teams from that area here, that their ratings are probably better okay. than if it was yeah. a, a yeah. Stony Brook or a Kent State or an Indiana or an Iowa. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that does answer. Because, like I said, I didn't watch it much this year because there was really no teams I was interested in. Now, if Michigan or Indiana, like I was excited a few years ago when Michigan. I was actually in. watched Michigan. I did in too. There. I actually watched. So you're no, you're right. Well, that yeah. is, a, but they're also losing viewers that they could have too if they would broaden their scope. I just don't get the resistance. No, yeah, it's short. It's all it's short sighted yeah. and self centered. Yes. And 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 all of them know that if we move the season back, they would benefit financially. Uh, more than now, and just think if we played, you know, all of June or the majority of June uh, league games, regular games that all of the all of the networks have no that none of them have anything to cover. I mean, it's, they're showing replays of you know exactly. Our, yes. they, play, they showed replay the other day of our championship when we won the Big Ten championship, yep. and they're showing football replays. I mean, it would help our game grow, and we could market it. You know, we, we play. A month before the before the basketball tournaments open and over and um, and we've talked about that before. I yes, mean, we could really market it. We're the only major sport to not start the season at the same time as the major leagues do. Um, we could and if we did that at the end of March or first week of April or whenever it was. I mean, we could have a great marketing. People are ready for baseball. The weather's warming up. It's it's a lot warmer in the South. Um, you know, from February 14th until March 15th. Uh, it's cold everywhere unless you're going deep, deep south, mm-hmm. and and it's miserable for fans, and fans don't come no. even in the south, and and it's just stupid what, that we're doing it. And you know, we, again, I think I think we can get it done. I really do. I'm optimistic, and I'm thinking that with what we're seeing happening uh, with the conferences and the shifts, and and I think we're going to see a bunch, bunch more in the next two years that. Uh, that's going to be our timing to, to get the season moved back. And it, it just makes sense yeah. because there, there will be a lot, uh, a lot more money to be made by everyone. If we, if we just started it, that, you know, it, it, at the same time, the major leagues start. And what you're saying is USC and UCLA give you guys more leverage, give you guys more influence. No, it makes sense. I mean, in June, That's Rick, I other than other than track, there's nothing going there's on nothing. in June and in the early July. To me, that could that could give baseball the center stage for a whole month. I mean, I mean, because like a lot of your games in plus April, it, yes. plus, it, plus it would give plus it would give three quarters of the country a chance to at least make money or break yes. even and not be a money drain on their department. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, well, this sounds like it's a big meeting coming up here, Rick, and um, we appreciate you coming on. We could go on about this stuff. Keep us, keep me abreast of what's going on because like I said, I, I think some dramatic changes are needed for baseball and it looks like maybe it'll happen. And we'll do this again soon. Yeah. We'll no, do it again. I, I think, I think a lot of this stuff opens the door at least yes. for conversations and, and an opportunity for it to happen. I agree with you. Well, Rick, always, we always appreciate your insight and enjoy the rest of the summer. Good luck with with recruiting and a lot of stuff going on. Good luck with everything. NIL, the state tournament, a lot to be busy. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, All right th- guys. Thanks, thanks Rick. I appreciate you having me on. You Take bet. Take care. Right, see ya. Yeah, baseball oh, really is. forever. Baseball really is kind of messed up, isn't it? It is. The way it's organized. It's just, I get what Rick's saying. If you get all those teams in, those fans, they're going to watch, blah, blah, blah. But that's, to me, too short-sighted. Eventually, you're going to want to broaden the scope. I mean, 
and like I said, I didn't watch hardly any of it because I, I remember saying, I don't want to watch an SEC. Well, they play baseball in all 50 states. Yeah. You know, I, and there are baseball fans everywhere. And I don't want to see two SEC teams competing in Omaha. I, it doesn't, know. doesn't interest me. But when Michigan was in, I watched. I did too. I watched when Michigan was in because Michigan was in, and it doesn't happen very often. But, but no, and the NIL stuff, man, the way that's it. Those 11.7 scholarships, unless you're at a place like Iowa where there is no supplemental income, they mean nothing to these schools. So Rick's having to take 27 players and distribute 11.7 scholarships and then face other teams that yeah. are basically just Make whatever. their own rules. Oh, hell, yeah, you're not they on They make sc- their own rules. Jimmy, you're not going to be on scholarship, but here's 25000 a year from so-and-so. And that's just they got to they gotta do something or it's going to kill the problem. It's, it's just, just not fair. No. It isn't fair. The need to just screw the NCAA. And tear the whole system up. And yeah. I mean, like Rick said, Rick is embracing this challenge and saying, hey, if you're going to do it that way, we'll do it that way too. Just let us. But they you do have need to, to move have the season some back policing. Up. You do. You and you do to. need to move the season back. I mean, yes. it's just... But the, should the policing be the NCAA? No. No. At this stage, no. I, I, the I NCAA is pointless. And as, Toothless. And as NIL continues to grow, the NCAA basically said, hey, we have no control over NIL. They're never going to own that they they will never be able to take that back they basically just surrendered to nil they didn't want to deal with it and nil i didn't realize how much it's impacting baseball until talking to rick today it was interesting well should we take a break and then i think we need to we'll be right back from the hurting and stalker studios in the heart of the hawkeye nation this is the mighty 1630 kcjj iowa city hurting and stalker jewelers making memories making We have a sunny, warm start to the week coming for you today. Mostly sunny. We'll get to 90. It will be a little muggy today with wind out of the west at around 5 to 15. Clear tonight, 69. Tomorrow, sunny, warmer, and a little more humid. We'll get to 94 with a heat index pushing 100 tomorrow afternoon. Wednesday near 90. In fact, we're going to stay in the 90s right on through the weekend. Next chance of rain late Friday, Saturday into Sunday. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Currently at 77. KCJJ Weather, brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply, kitchens and baths, your home never looks so beautiful. 1-800-800-ROSE. 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist, is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. 1-800-800-ROSE. It's so easy. Just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROSE. Your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROSE. Remember. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. 
Get ready for a pizza experience like no other. Valpo Brothers Pizzeria features high-quality ingredients combined with traditional pizza technique. From their New York-style thin crust, Chicago-style deep dish, to stuffed pizza when you want it. Valpo's pizzas are handmade and cooked in stone deck ovens. Check out the carryout special. Either a two-topping extra-large thin crust or single-topping large deep dish pizza pie for only $11.99. Valpo, South Gilbert and Iowa City, Cross Park Road in Coralville. Check Facebook for specials and get 15% off your first delivery or carryout order by signing up online at ValvoBrothersPizza.com. Valvo Brothers Pizza, buy the pie or buy the slice. Henry's Painting in Coralville is your premier painting source that offers free estimates, fair pricing, and quality work. Owner Henry Herrera is an Iowa City West alum who uses only Sherwin-Williams products for his projects. With warmer weather upon us, it's time to consider exterior repaint jobs for your home or business. Henry's Painting can help you find and change your tones and colors for a fresh look. For more information, go to the Henry's Painting and Contracting website, henryspaintingcontract.com. You can also go to their Facebook page or give Henry's Painting a call at 319-333-9796. That's 319-333-9796. Henry's Painting. They don't cut corners, they paint them. Once upon a time in the land of the Hawkeyes, a business grew. A business that would become synonymous with real estate. Hi, I'm Steve Anderson of Hawkeye Title and Settlement. When you're buying or selling your home, you'll need title and settlement services. Consider the Hawkeye Title and Settlement team. Give us a call at 351-8600. Hawkeye Title and Settlement. The team you love, the people you trust. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Downtown Iowa City's best new restaurant and bar is Players Sports Bar and Grill. From Big Burger Mondays, Tex-Mex tacos, and a variety of soups, salads, and vegetarian options as well. Players Sports Bar and Grill also features their famous Chicago dog and the Iowa dog. An all-beef bacon-wrapped hot dog smothered in corn relish, bacon, and ranch. Located at 219 Iowa Avenue, Players Sports Bar and Grill has both socially distanced dine-in and carry-out through Chomp Delivery. Daily deals and full menu options are on the website, playersic.com, or place an order at 319-800-2199. That's 319-800-2199. Players Sports Bar and Grill, great food, craft cocktails, and the ultimate place to watch your favorite sporting event. Car won't steer? Call Premier. 
Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at suples.net or call 337-2246. Hi, this is Patrick Eads, owner of Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln of Iowa City. At some point, your vehicle is going to need maintenance or service work done, and Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln Iowa City is the place to go. Here's why. Here the people make the difference. Fixing cars is what we do, but it's the people here that make the difference. Great people who live right here in the community who are really good at fixing vehicles. The longevity of our staff cannot be compared. More than half of the employees at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln have been here for over a decade. Our mechanics have more than 150 years of combined experience. Service advisors having over 90 years of combined experience. We not only service Fords and Lincolns, but all brands. Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln is proud to offer the most competitive pricing in the area. We work hard to keep the labor costs down at a time when everything else is going up. If you haven't had a chance to see why our people make a difference, give us a try the next time you need work done. At Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln on the corner of Mormon Truck Boulevard and Highway 1 Iowa City, DearyFord.com, here for you. Our Oxyoke family is ready to serve you with the same quality of food and customer service you've come to trust for over 80 years. The Oxyoke in Amana is now serving breakfast, family style, and off-menu Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. You can order curbside carryout online at oxyokin.com and take the comforting taste of the Oxyoke home. The The station that saves you money, lots of money. The next KCJJ Radio Auction happens this Friday morning beginning at 6. For a list of items, see our website at 1630kcjj.com. It is 18 after 10 o'clock. Mighty 1630kcjjhawkfanatic.com. We're back and better than ever, Steve. Appreciate Rick coming on. That was yeah. an interesting yeah, conversation. A lot of topics to... To discuss and a lot of work needs to be done in college baseball to even the playing field and i think you have to start with moving the schedule back and i think you have to somehow figure out a way to make the scholarship nil stuff work a little better because it does sound like there's a huge disadvantage and if you're not going to police stuff i mean then everyone's going to do it i mean at some point you got uh you better have who on your uh merton hanks merton hanks because here Terry, uh, Terry Gracie said, uh, you better have Merton Hanks. Yeah, some guy on Twitter just said Merton Hanks better be on that list. I mean, is that a threat? I think it's a yeah. threat. He just said Merton Hanks better be on that list. I'd keep him off the list just to, just, <laughs> just just to, to see what happens. Oh, <laughs> oh, to see if I get killed? <laughs> then you guys say, hey, you know, Pat, Pat got killed. He won't be in Wednesday. You're aware of that, aren't you? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we have to figure out a way to fill that hour and a half. But yeah, I, I got a kick yeah, out of that. Merton Hanks, I mean, that's just it, guys. Merton Hanks could be on the list, but he's not in the top five. 
He wasn't a consensus All-American. I mean, if you go by just what they did at Iowa, Josh Jackson was a consensus All-American. Was he as good as Merton Hanks? No. But you can't take that away. To me, the no-brainers are Kinnick, Sanders, Desmond King, and Paul Krause. I, I agree. And I'm not just saying that because Paul Krause was good at with the Vikings. Paul Krause was really good at Iowa. And the other thing, guys, is they didn't throw the ball even a lot. when They didn't throw the ball a ton in the early 60s. No, they didn't. They really didn't. So D-backs had a little different role, but he's a no-brainer. I think Josh Jackson has to be a no-brainer. I mean, he was a consensus All-American. There's hardly been any D-backs to do that. Yep. But then you've got guys, Micah Hyde, Big Ten player, Big Ten D-back of the year. Amani Hooker, Big Ten D-back of the year. I mean, Riley Moss was Big Ten D-back of the year. I mean, then you got Merton Hanks, Craig Clemens. Like I said, Earl Dowdit. I mean, there's so many. I mean, Mike Stoops was a two-time first-team All-Big Ten player. Bob was a one-time. Mike was actually more accomplished at Iowa than Bob. Mike was a great player at yes, Iowa. Yes, he was. He was a two-time first-team All-Big Ten. Not many people do that. But, yeah, this defensive back one is just – it's going to be one of those situations where I'm going to eventually just have to pick 10 and, and sort of apologize to guys 11 through 15 or 16 because eventually 10 is 10. Because, yeah, because so many are, are deserving. Well, I'm going to first go with consensus All-Americans. I mean, Bob Sanders never made first-team All-American. He was a second-team. But to me, Bob transcends everything. I mean, he was three-time first-team All-Big Ten, so that's enough. But he was not – Bob did not climb to the level of Josh Jackson as far as rewards go. But that's I think we, hard to believe, isn't I, I it? I think we'd all agree that Bob had more impact as a Hawkeye than Josh Jackson did. Without question. But the other thing is, is uh, the quality of the teams that they played on. Well, yeah, I mean, Josh... Huge I mean, difference. Yeah, Bob play, Bob helped lead the resurgence Yes, under Kirk. He was there at the beginning. Bob probably changed the tempo and the culture more than any player, just from what the players tell me. And people are like, what do you mean change the culture? Just when Bob stepped out on that field, everybody elevated because he just had a way about him. And he was so physical, so tough, and so focused. I mean, at, there was a while where Kirk's even said it. Kirk couldn't have him in contact drills because he was hurting people. And it's not, how he played. It's not often <laughs> that a D-back is so good wow. that you watch them yes. almost exclusively. But that's what Bob when, was like. But he was like that. And then I remember an Iowa player, and I don't want to name I can't remember. He may have said it on the radio with us. I don't remember. But he told me that he, re he remembers receivers kind of shuffling in line before <laughs> Bob was taken. Like if they were doing tackling drills, if they found that they were lined up with Sanders, oh, someone would maybe get a shoelace that needed tires. <laughs> they didn't. I mean, he was that he was that respected and feared, and he did. Kirk has even said it, that he changed the tempo the moment he stepped on this campus. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, man, they've had Tyler Sash, first-team All-Big Ten, yeah. twice. Twice, first-team All-Big Ten. I mean, there's so many from which to choose, and it's, like I said, it's going to be, I'm going to try to have it up sometime this afternoon, sometime later this afternoon, and then after that, I'm going to do – I am going to do probably top five kickers and top five punters. I'm not going to do top ten. It'll just be too hard. I've thought about doing return specialists too, so we'll see. I well, mean, that'd be fun. It seemed, it's, been, it's driven great traffic. I mean, that's one of the reasons you do things. And this is the time of year when traffic sometimes may lag a little. Now, we got a lot going on this week. We got, I mean, we've got the NIL press conference tomorrow. We're going to be shooting video and covering that. And then we've also got a press conference with Fran and Iowa basketball players tomorrow afternoon. Oh, that's fun, yeah, too. So, yeah, we're going to have oh, some – so we're going to have, there's some stuff going on. And then next week is Big Ten. God, if you can believe it, next week is, um, there, and we're 50-50 on whether we're going. I've ordered my credentials. I'm basically waiting to decide. If Rob decides he wants to go, we're going to go. I'll let you guys know. But I don't miss, we will leave after 
the show on Monday, and we'll be back Tuesday night. So I wouldn't miss any you time. You wouldn't miss anything. No, because huh? I'm not covering two days. I don't need to. I just cover Iowa. It's, it's Hawk fanatic. It's not. It's Big not Wolver- fanatic. It's not Wolverine fanatic, Captain. It's just Hawk fanatic. And that's all we're fanatic about is the that's Hawk. it. There you go. That's it. So yeah. it's coming, guys. I mean, and then found out Kids Day is August 12th, and that's less than a month away. So it's summer's almost over. Uh, update on Ava Jones and her mother. Uh, they neither of them are intubated anymore, and they are conscious. They are conscious and speaking. And uh, I don't know so much about speaking. I haven't heard that, but they are conscious. Okay. And according to the, her brother, older brother, uh, they have not been told that uh, Trey has passed away. Okay. Wow. Oh, and that's a tall Ava. Broke her back and had uh, significant uh, head bleeding. Mm. So she's going to have so a tough role. I mean, she may never play basketball. She might not. We don't know. I mean, um, yeah, it's just a real sad. I just hope she can have you uh, know, a, a normal a life. A normal life, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so oh, that's just tough. Sucker ought to be. Well, he's, it's a, what, it's a half, they upped it to murder, didn't they? Or yeah. Yes. Vehicular yes. homicide? Yeah. And he's, what, a, at least a half a million uh, is his, isn't his bond like a half a yes. million? Yeah. So he'll never get out. I mean, nor should he. I mean, damage I mean, get, is done. You get there's tons of people in jail serving seven to ten years for drug offenses. Yeah. I mean, this guy. To me, this guy deserves it more than someone like that. I'm not oh condoning God, yes. drug. Don't get me wrong, but I just think there's. I think sometimes we the way we the drug distribute our punishment. Just, yeah. Doesn't make the sense. drug thing. It depends. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Remember the it, just say no. Nothing. It has never worked. It hasn't worked since the freaking 30s. Remember when she appeared on Different Strokes, Just Say No, yeah. and then Todd Bridges went on to become a crack addict. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. He did turn his life around. I don't know why I'm laughing. That is <laughs> well, you remember, funny. You remember the trouble Todd Bridges had? Yes. yes. But I, that Just Say No thing was just ridiculous. So Todd Bridges, is that any relation to Steve Bridges? Yeah, you know, he was ain't no uh, the other brother. <laughs> he was the older brother. Yeah. What are you looking up on your phone? Uh, the uh, been... quote from Roger Waters. Okay, we're back to Roger. <laughs> You've been looking for something for... Audiences are far more attentive to what I have to say now than they were then. No, they're not. And also, I say it more coherently and clearly than I did then. Because now I'm not constrained by the rock group that I was then. So now they were ri- always trying to drag me back from my natural instinct. So now he's ripping Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Ripping the dick. <laughs> David Gilmour has to probably just roll his eyes when he... <laughs> When he hears the latest updates from that moron, and he's so talented. What's too. interesting about you being here with me now is that none of the newspapers in Toronto sent anyone to review my shows. What I'd like to know, what I'd like uh, you to ponder on, and maybe ask your readers as if uh, they have any theories as to why that may be. Uh, and then the reporter says, I hate to get in the way of a good conspiracy theory, but your concert wasn't the biggest in town that night. I was assigned to cover the weekend's concert. Uh, I did my show for two nights. I have no idea what or who the weekend is. <laughs> People tell me he's a he's a big act. Good luck to him. I've got nothing against him. The weekend. <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> Roger's just a bitter, angry old man, and I don't understand why. I, he... I'm just saying it, it seems odd. With all due respect to the weekend or Drake or any of them, 
I am far, far, far more important than not any now. of them will not ever not be. Anymore. No, he's not. I mean, I'm a huge b- back in the day, you could make the case. Maybe. Well, yeah, but I maybe. mean, maybe. Yeah. That's but back people, in the day. There's people that, you know. Again, I go back to the stinking interview that ABC did, where they went on the streets of New York and they asked these kids, and they were the in their Beatles teens were. and twenty, and they didn't know. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, it, but even if Pink Floyd at its epic heights was still sort of a off the well, cuff band. I mean, they were never main, main. I mean, Dark Side of the Moon sold a ton of, but you know what I mean, though. Yes. They were never. They were always yeah. a little different, you know. There was always, if you mentioned Pink Floyd, oh, you're just a big druggie, blah, 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 weird sound. They had a unique sound, but they were never that much mainstream. He's just, no. I don't get it. He's losing his way. Well, he's ripping Pink Floyd. You and him would be a good interview. <laughs> would you listen to that? Pink Floyd. You think uh, it'd get ugly? It would get ugly. Oh, it would get, because he would come right, I, it, it, he would come right at you. <laughs> What did I do? Well, I think you guys would come up. You'd ask him, why are you such a bitter, angry dick? Yeah, with everything the, yeah why are you a dick? Just a bitter, angry dick with everything you've accomplished. What did the guys from Pink Floyd ever do wrong? Why are you doing this? And then I think you guys would fight. And I would listen. I mean, that. see, that's what the headline doesn't uh, say. You imagine him taking calls. He rips The weekend. he rips Drake, and he rips Pink Floyd. And if Karn called in to tell him the Cubs won, I bet he'd rip Karn. You think he would? Yes. He'd be mean to Karn, yeah, I think. he would. Hello? I'm sorry to get you off Roger Waters, but then again, I'm glad to get you off Roger Waters. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. But uh, there's been a show, it's been on Netflix a couple years now, and it's a great inspirational story. It's called Seven Yards. Okay. And it's about the Luther College football player that had his spinal cord severed at a game. Ooh. And I tell you, you want to get inspired or watch that. Like I said, I know it's been out there for a couple of years. I finally ran into it, so... Well, when did this happen? When did the incident happen? Uh, 2014 or okay. 15. Okay. No, I've never heard of it. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah. It's called Seven Yards, and uh, boy, uh, it'll it's very good. So Okay, well, thank right, you. Thank you. Try. No, I definitely Okay, and please don't go back to Roger Waters. <laughs> well, you know, Roger, five more minutes. Roger Waters didn't like that. Uh, didn't like that program. <laughs> so that's an example right there. Roger Waters is not as important as he feel, thinks he is. This guy didn't want nothing to do with him. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing at all. All right. And I'm with you. All right. All right. Thanks. No, I will check that out. I mean, just a, a severed spine. That, oh. That's just, I mean, that is horrible. I mean, but. God, and I saw we had another shooting. But then uh, it does sound like there was a good Samaritan who shot him, right? 22-year-old kid who just happened to have his handgun with him. You know, where the hell, I mean, where was this? In a a suburb of Indianapolis. Okay. It's a shooting a week or more. Well, this one, only four people died, so it really wasn't even, it was almost like a sidebar. Not to be glim about it. They led it today. Uh, on CNN, anyway, but and this was at a mall, else, right? But, yeah, and in near food Indianapolis, court. a food court. Okay, yeah, I've always wanted like that. You've been to the food court out at? Oh yeah. I mean, there's times where that place is packed, and there's nothing stopping anyone. I mean, well, there has been a killing there. There was, yeah. but that was an isolated yeah. weirdo killing a. Uh, I remember that that young girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was sad. I remember it's that. Sickening. It really was. But yeah. now he's where he belongs. So, but no, what was that called again? Seven yards. I'm gonna write that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll check that out. That's um, 
Um, that's Luther College up in Decorah, which was um, Josie Jewell's other choice for college coming out of <laughs> high that school. Astounding. Yeah, now he he I ended up putting him above Greenway just because of what I mean. Josie climbed to a higher level and he started for four years. He just I mean. And it was tough choosing between him and Chad, but Chad never made it above second team All American, which was good. Don't get me wrong, but Josie was a unanimous consensus first yeah. team All American. I mean, and the linebackers were hard, but the linebackers were not. The defensive back and offensive line are proving to be the most difficult. Well, and that's where we've been the most proficient as far as cranking out yes. numbers of really quality players. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Iowa had good defensive backs when their team sucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, Earl Dowdett never played on a winning team. Craig Clemens never played on a winning team. Nope. And they were – Paul Krause played on a – they were okay, right? But Paul Krause came after Evie, right? He, he was there with Jerry Burns, right? Uh, yes. Uh, he may have been on it's the team in – Remember, they didn't have a – I'm trying to think if it was 1960, but maybe not. He might have been 61, 62. And they were still that. decent then, but then in the 60s, they just were – I mean, after – they had that one winning season under Burns. They never had another winning season until Hayden got here. Yep. Now they didn't have they they had non-winning because they did have a couple of years where they were five hundred. Like I thought five, one non-losing. Five five and one something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something like that. So, so yeah. But no, there there's been some really good defensive backs at Iowa, and I mean Jovan Johnson. Yeah. He had sixteen interceptions. Think about that. Oh, he was excellent. But I don't know if he he never made first team All American. I'm not sure if he made first team All Big Ten. So I'll have to look. A guy like that may not make this top 10. I mean, Micah Hyde was the, the Big Ten defensive back of the year in 2012 when Iowa won four games. I mean, he was first team all Big Ten once or twice. There's just so – it may come down to having to pick somebody with the exact same credentials as somebody else. And then I, I'm not sure what I'm going to use for my criteria then. Well, maybe you, then you can have a 10A and 10B. Well, I've tried to avoid that, but if I'm, I'm going to do it. So who would you pick between Kinnick and Sanders? Well, no, Kinnick won the Heisman Trophy, and if you don't put him in some other, position, I put him as number one on all. I put him as number one. If running you've back. already had him as number one running back, then that I think you're no lower than two. Yeah, that's the just. If I do pick Sanders, the justification I will have is the fact that I made Kinnick number one as the running back, even though I knew he threw the ball and whatever too. But like I said, I think he won the Heisman more for what he did on offense, but I think he won the Heisman because he did everything. Yeah, and they won. They went from being what they win one game the year before, and then they won. They went six one and one. His first right. two years yeah. in the program, they weren't very good. No, terrible. They really weren't. So yeah, I think the turnaround with how the success they had, and Sanders has that. Um, Sanders' first year in the program, Iowa won three games. His last two years, they combined to win twenty one. I mean that's I mean that's how you to me that's part of how you measure this stuff too is how what did the team do when they were here. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, gosh. You know, we've been so lucky with our defensive coaches the last well stability year, 20-some years. Well, f- I mean, think about it. Bill Brazier, Bobby Elliott, Norm Parker, Phil Parker. Uh-huh. Those are your defensive coordinators since 1979. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I'm, to me, that is one of the more underlooked stats to explain why Iowa football has basically been – has managed to sustain since Hayden did the first rebuild. I mean, they've just not had to replace many defensive coordinators. No, you're right. I mean, Norm Parker, Phil Parker, that's been the last 24 years. Bill Brazier was there from 79 to 95. Now, bless his heart, Bobby Elliott didn't have time. I mean, he was 96. And then, of course, health issues came. But 
Bobby Elliott was probably going to be their next head coach. He would have been excellent. I too. think he was going to be the next head coach. I think that was sort of the general understanding before he got ill was that the position was being groomed for him to replace Hayden, and I think he would have been fine. People may have cried nepotism, but Bobby was a very proven coach. Players loved him. Mm-hmm. And I liked him. I mean, he was great to me. He was so good to the media. He was good to – he was just a really upbeat, positive person. And he knew football, too. The players loved him. Mm-hmm. They really did. Yeah, I keep forgetting he'd gone at well, he 64. Was, he was dealt a, a tough rough hand. hand. Yep. Yeah, the last 10, 15 years of his life were not easy. No. And I think he died at 64. I mean, I went, I went to the funeral. That was just, that's a sad story. Bump outlived him. Yes, that is so sad. By the way, uh, Midtown uh, Restaurants uh, gave uh, Jan a check this morning for $750 for a table to table. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah. Wow, that's oh, pretty that's good. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a check for you guys, too, but I'm, I forgot to bring it. I'll bring it in Wednesday. Great. It's not worth seven fifty, but I ain't Midtown. I don't have the power and prestige of Midtown. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a Midtown omelet right oh, now. Oh, Midtowns. I love their omelet. Omelet with hash browns, a little bacon. God, their hash browns ask for extra crispy, and they're just great. That does sound really good. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah, I well, thank good... you. Uh, no, that's yeah, great. I heard somebody, when you guys were on, did somebody donate ten grand? Yes. yes. The Masonic Foundation. Iowa City Masonic Foundation. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. They, they must be doing all right. Yeah. That's, so so that's where are you at number. right Where are you at? What have you raised this year? It, well, with a seven fifty, that puts us like at thirty three and a half. And the goal's forty. Is that usually? And we the... won't probably won't get there this year, but uh, thirty three thousand dollars is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That'll buy you a little bit of soup at Panera, at least for. They'll probably buy you soup for a month, wouldn't you think? Mm, yeah, nah, maybe not. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> Roger Waters is he's far more important than uh, Panera than Panera. Don't go back to him. <laughs> well he ain't. Yeah, I like Panera. I do too. That's why I mean I sp- and I can make fun of it because I I wouldn't make fun of a place if I didn't go there. Yeah. I, that's a cheap uh-huh. but if I if I spend money there, I've earned the right to make fun of it. And I've I spent a lot of money at Panera. Their soup is overpriced, but I keep coming back. There's not a lot of places in this town where you can go and get decent soup. You just, there's just not a lot. I, you know, and it's I, right on the way home on the way from here. I go to Brugger's. I went to Brugger's yesterday. Soup anymore. I went. I, I went, went and got salmon sandwiches. I did too yesterday at yeah. like at like ten fifteen. Freaking! They, there's got to be a better way to do it. You know what I did, Captain? I parked my car and went in, and went in there. There was one other customer. I went in there. They waited on me. And I was out of there before the car that had even they hadn't even moved. Just walk inside and get it. I'm gonna because I went through that and I always go up on the, on the go to a different Brugers. <laughs> well, go to the one on Iowa Avenue. But it's right there. Well, there's three, and you could also go to the one yeah. out in Coralville. Yeah. Um, sometimes the one on Iowa Avenue, it's hard to find a place to park. Sometimes that's yeah. true. But no, the drive-through is tough there. That's why no, I I went and got the. Went and got the sandwich. I think um, a madman had to design that. I mean, I, well, they're just limited with space. It's just the most bizarre thing that they came up with. 
It's like one of those games where you have the little uh, like steel ball and you're trying to. <laughs> I think it's where they. Sh- I think it's where they should test drunk drivers. You yeah, know, the police should just. Well, uh, that I'd be. That wouldn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you got to make sure. Next thing you're turning. Next thing you know, you look, and then you're six well, feet from I'm the window. Well, I'm turning, and all of a sudden, I'm up on the curve, and. I can't oh no! You it. can be completely sober and not manage that. Yeah, yeah and yesterday around. I went. They they didn't have any ice in the ice machine, and the pop was flat. That was, and yeah. I didn't realize that until I left. I shouldn't have gotten the thing of pop, but I love the the bagel with locks. Now it's yeah. it's and, it should be pretty. It's eight twenty nine. Yeah, and they don't put a ton of locks on it. They put it. It's good though. I always tell them to put like half the cheese bread they normally put on, because if you don't, they put too much on there, and then it's gooey. Yeah. Do you have them hold some cheese bread? Or do you, you no, like I put it all Yeah, away. I just, I can't do, cheese bread's good as long as you just don't overdo it. But no, it's a good sandwich. But what time did you go? Eight. Oh, you were there a couple hours before me. I went about 10, 15, I think it was. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just like, I am, the drive-thru had like five cars. And you know, they're all wrapped around there. And I'm like, nope. And then I found one place to park. And they are letting you go in there. You can even dine in there now. They're, you can do. Can you? Yeah. You, uh, there oh, was, on the well, on well, there was, side well, there was somebody sitting out on the patio eating, so I assume you can. Yeah. And so that's a step forward because for a while, I mean, the Brugers, they, you, there's no in-house dining. Yeah. I, I, I picked it up because Dan wasn't going out. She obviously is going out today. She must feel better. And it was yeah. good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I like I I always like Tom, you would not like it. No. You don't like lobster, no. do you? No. That's about the only uncooked no. seafood I can eat. <laughs> and well, then it's, they put a, it's it's, cooked. it's salmon. It's smoked. It's smoked salmon. Yes, yeah. you know what I mean. No, it's yeah. not warm and yeah. it comes Yuck. with onion, the, the I'd onion. Rather talk about Roger Waters. Then Roger Waters says he's far far more far impor- more important than salmon. And Brugger's. He said since Brugger stopped carrying soup, he feels he's more important. Why would you? Why would you say? Yeah, I like I Brugger's. Mean. I like deep. But they were better with soup. If you like soup. Oh, I love soup. soup. I love That's soup. It's too hot out now. I can eat soup at any. Soup and tacos, I could eat them every yeah. day. Tacos are delicious. I could eat yeah. tacos. I could eat tacos any day of the week. Three times. Yeah. I could probably eat them three, day, three times a day. You imagine that, though? That'd get a little... That'd, that'd, us, yeah. that, that'd start to wear on you a little bit. Well, and and wear on your uh, downstairs. Well, uh, runner. <laughs> that is, um, I'm not sure what you mean by that, but uh, <laughs> oh, I think you know. But have we Without covered up pursuing? I'm trying, I'm trying to think if there's anything else Hawkeye wise out there. They're really, I mean, yeah, there's an NIL press conference tomorrow at ten. And, but that's we all. should have a lot to talk about on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, the get... NIL stuff's already out there. I mean, this is now just Iowa promoting. They're pushing the brand. I get it. What's interesting, though, is it sounds like at least three or four Iowa coaches are going to be there. I'm confused. I thought Iowa had nothing to do with NIL. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not. It's well, con- they're not supposed to. But they're going to be. I read where at least I think Lisa, Fran, and Kirk were going to be there, I thought. Well, I read at this press conference. There's a press conference tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Also, uh, news, uh, Dr. Fauci is uh, retiring at the end of Biden's current term. God, and, and a third of the country's celebrating, right? And want him in jail. Yeah, well, he ain't going to jail, and it ain't a reason. To I mean, isn't he like 83 years old? Yeah, he's, he's, I don't know if he's quite that old. I think, but, he, check but out he's his, old. He's old. I think he might be in the 80s. He's, he's, he looks well, like he's, he's in the 80s, but he's, he's not as old as, uh, as Grassley. 
Well, no, but uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, that's obvious. Huh? And I saw the registered grassy, grassy still leading fight. And you know the guy that he's, he's going 81. up against. He's, the guy he's going up against. I just realized. I found out this morning. Follows me on Twitter. That yeah. Michael Franken. Yeah, he follows me on Twitter. Why would he follow me on Twitter? Maybe he's a Hawkeye. Is fan. he a big? He must be. A he Hawkeye. Follows the station too. Yeah, he follows me on Twitter. Found that interesting. But forty-seven to thirty-nine is about as close as it's been since nineteen eighty. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, but I mean, what's he going for? A ninth term, Grassley? Yeah. Wow. I just, well, he's. You know, he's going to win. Oh yeah. I mean, ninety-five. <laughs> He'll be 95. Yeah, he's going to win, Jim. Sorry to... I hope not, but I'm afraid that he is. Yeah, but it's Iowa, and there's Well, more. and uh, Franken is certainly out raising him money. Oh, I would like to see a... Ch- I, yeah, yeah, I don't... I mean, you know me. I'm not in either party, but I don't think we need a ninth term with Chuck Grassley. I don't I, think we need anybody from any party that's going to be 95 no, when no, the term is out. No, no. No, I don't either. I, it just doesn't make. I don't care what party you're in. Well, I, I don't he, think we need a president in the '80s either. Uh, no, agree. I, well, listen to me. I'm 73 and I'm all. Well, you're too young. You're you're younger. <laughs> I'm just. You're younger than Trump and Biden. I'm just think babbling. about that. You're younger than Trump and Biden. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not. And it ain't going good for me. So does, is anybody <laughs> worried about monkeypox? I'm not. I'm not. Because don't you have to like? Pox, don't you have to gotta, touch and lick people? Yeah, you have to. Yes, you have to lick people. Well, isn't it an exchange of secretions? Yes. It's not like COVID where it can just get you in the air. people. <laughs> well, I mean, that's no, why I'm not worried. I mean, yeah, it's. Are you worried? I mean, there's so no. much to worry about, and they discovered no. another. There's a lot. I don't to care worry if about. there's there's been eighteen hundred cases. Yeah, I don't care if you it. got a shot. Give me a shot. Well, and monkeypox is not as easy to get as COVID floated in the air. Well, it just sounds. I mean, monkeypox, you got to be. I mean, at least with COVID, you got the strain, this BA. Well, don't with, maybe I'm wrong, but with this monkeypox, is called monkeypox. But don't you have to be kind of <laughs> sort of getting your groove on to get monkey? In I a guess. lot of ways, yeah, I think so. I don't think yeah. you have to. I don't think anyone in this building has got anything to worry about. <laughs> I'll tell you, I haven't gotten, well. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe. Honey, you getting know. your groove on tonight? <laughs> I have <monkey> <laughs> I at least have a shot. And you she know. doesn't have monkey pox. No. She no. got nothing to worry about. You could, you and Ann could, well, never mind. I at least have a mathematical possibility. <laughs> okay, baby. <laughs> yeah, both of you guys are both of you guys are happily married with with women who love and support you. Good yes, luck to do. you. And I still think I probably have a better chance than the two of you. And I have slim to none. Okay. Okay. Wow.